Oh. Yeah, when I started with an hour, it's 50 minutes long. Like, well, I thought I thought I was going to watch the rebroadcast. Rebroadcast. That was probably a three, four hour service. And it, it's crazy how, you know, your stamina is tested. It's all leading. Um, and your stamina is tested because that whole hour and 50 minute sermon, beautiful sermon, the only two words that I got from that sermon was stop waiting. Which brings me to what I want to talk about today. I call it the misconception of mortality. That's what I'm going to talk about today. Because, you know, again, we, we, we love to look at life as duality and, and, and paradox and then, you know, when you have some things where like both sides can be true. But sometimes we just don't understand. And I think a lot of people just don't understand the concept of your mortality. So the, the two ideas that I think people don't understand is <clears throat> when it comes to your mortality, Everybody understands that life is short. You hear it all the time. I don't think people have internalized that. Um, that, that life is short. But also that life is the ultimate exponential compounding force of the universe. Right? So if you, if you think about your life in the context of eternity, your life is the snap of a finger. But is that snap of the finger, the quality of that snap, that determines how you live for the rest of eternity? And, you know, again, that, that's going off of, going off of what, what the author Robert Green is talking about, facing your mortality, understanding that you ain't going to be here long, understanding that you could look up tomorrow and you could be dead. Right, like again, I'm not I'm not I'm not fixed up, but you know, the, the guy the guy Virgil, Virgil Ablo or Ablo, however you say his name, the designer, dude died earlier this week. Go back, go back to to to, to China. Yeah, we both been died. Both of them had time to face their mortality. Even because it was a shock to us, it doesn't mean it was a shock to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, both of those guys had cancer that they were fighting privately for years. But at some point, they got the news that mm, it's taking a turn for the worst. They're coming back. And they got time to face their mortality and, and, and leave a legacy. And, you know, that's the minority of cases. And sometimes you, something happens, and you just never see it coming. And all of a sudden, that's the last time you spoke to that person. Mm. You, can't, you can't talk to them again. And it's 
over like that. But that quickness is exponentially compounded so much that I think people don't understand the gravity of what they do while they're here. See, because there's an afterlife. There's a place that we go after we leave here. Right, because again, your, your, your body, your body decays, but your spirit doesn't. So you go up and then you, you receive a new vessel and you ultimately be placed on a new earth and you have responsibility and you got and you live in on the new earth. And your rewards and what the resources quote unquote that you're gonna have in the new earth is determined by what you do on this earth. So what are you waiting on? If your life is the snap of a finger, what is it that you're waiting on? Why do you need the timing to be ready to get started on what you, on what your mission is, on what your vision is? Because just a little bit of what you do can exponentially compound in the context of eternity. Again, that's like that's like saying I'm investing in a penny stock right now. That's going to double every day for eternity. Which money is that? How, how many niggas are sitting on world-changing ideas, world-changing concepts? How many people are world-changing people? And because they don't recognize, okay, the paradox is that that life is short, and in the context of eternity, your life is is, is almost I don't know a word for it, but it is so minuscule that nothing really matters, but everything matters mm-hmm. at the same time. Because they say, okay, when you go up, you gotta face your you gotta face your creator. And he said, what did you do with what I gave you? Right, the parable of the talent. So you gave me five and I brought back ten. Not only did you bring back ten, but now you stored up rewards in heaven. Right, when we get the keys, we're not getting the keys to the, we're not getting the keys to the kingdom. We're getting the keys to a storage unit. When you get there, you open it. It's going to say, this is everything that you stored up in heaven. So if you don't think any quality is going to exist in heaven, you're wrong. Mm. You're wrong. Because some people accomplish more here and they store up more treasures in heaven than you have, than I have, than other people have. So when they get up there, they're going to get their rewards. And you're going to get your rewards. And they're not going to be the same. You won't be sick, you won't die, but you also start a little bit further back than some of these other people start. You don't have to have it, it's going to be cool, but it ain't going to be as big as somebody else's. Right, and, and I think people are, are, are missing that in so much time, it's been 
Proverbs, huh? And he said, like, time is made of gold. I said, oh. I get that now on a whole different level. Like, if people if people looked at time like it was 24 years old instead of it was sand, so we always say the sands of time. What if your time was just little 24 years how much would you value? What are you waiting on? Right there was a time we would have passed a look right into the camera and I swear he was looking right at me. He said, stop waiting. Stop waiting. It hit different when you realize when you're starting to face your mortality and you're saying, okay, life is short. Not only do I want to leave a legacy, now I'm building a legacy somewhere else in my other destination. Uh-huh. And I just see so many people out here wasting time. They're out here saying, well, the time not right for me to do. Or, or mm, I got to do this other stuff first. Are you sure? Are you sure that you got to do this other stuff first? You know, there's a, there's a quote that, I don't know where this guy got it from, but I think, you know, they, they, they got it from the, the Georgia Tech strength and conditioning coach for the football team. And, and, and that's the question I've been wrestling with for, for weeks. Because I don't know how, how would I to answer the question. He said, are you willing to sprint without knowing how far you got to go? And like, that's the misconception of mortality. Are you willing to sprint not knowing how far you got to run? Because you never know. If you if you go all out every day and you sow and you serve and you steward, you'll get rewarded here but that reward is somewhere else exponentially compounded for all eternity. Like people are people are robbing themselves every day that they wasted. They're eternally robbing themselves. Like how you live in your reality determines your eternity. So if your reality is only the, the table of contents, of the book of, of, of eternity, then why don't you take every word seriously? Why don't you live every second with intentionality? Why don't you, life is too short, but also there's, the stakes are too high to be around toxic people. The stakes are too high to not be in the best shape in your life. But not so you can, you can increase your longevity here, because you can increase the amount of stuff that you're exponentially compounded up there. Life is too, the stakes are too high for you to, for you to die with, with million and billion dollar ideas. Why am I so hard on black people? Because I know that there's, there's world changing ideas inside of niggas. 
but you would rather you would rather let something that in in the full of eternity don't matter. You would rather let something in the full of eternity that doesn't matter affect how you live today and then keep affected to the point where you it's like, man, when I get to heaven, wait, I could have sworn it would be more than this. Mm. And it was like, nah, bro, because you spent 20 years of your, of your prime marching because of, 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 of microaggressions, marching because the, the, the quote-unquote system is crooked instead of going out there and living your life I couldn't give you what I wanted to give you. I couldn't let I couldn't let that account grow. Because every time you put something in it, you had to take something out of it. And now you're looking at eternity and you just middle class in eternity. But you middle class for eternity too. Not me. I'm trying to live elite. Where am I going? I'm trying to live elite here, and I'm trying to live elite up there. So every day, it matter. All the negativity, all the toxic people, all the people that's holding you back, all the ideas and the concept that's holding you back, why does it matter in the scope of eternity when a snap of a finger exponentially compounds for the rest of time. For the rest of time, like, like in the scope of eternity, a million years is the same as the snap of a finger. But you deposit it in your exponentially compounding account. Because if you deposit in negative, that exponentially compounded for the rest of eternity. Again, I don't think anybody's gonna be I don't think anybody's gonna be in poverty in heaven, but there's gonna be poor people there. Mm. Relative to everybody else. So I see a lot of people, man, they, they run around talking about they saved, but they're gonna be saved and broke. understand it, they have, they have not stood face to face with their mortality and then understanding that mortality is only a facet of eternity. But what you do while you're mortal will affect what you do or how you live when you're immortal. And once you get the new, new body and there's no more sickness, you're not going to die. So if you lower middle class in heaven, you're going to be lower middle class for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to be lower middle class for the rest of the time because you sold so much negativity. When I look at the, when I look at your, at your, at your, at your faith, faith statement, and I look at your service faith statement, I look at your seed sowing bank statement, I look at your stewardship bank statement, I may see some deposits, but I also see some withdrawals. So at the end, your net, your net is low. I can't count. 
I can't store the rewards there. I can't store it, even if it actually to the compound, your girlfriend gonna be stored in somebody else's. So, so you mean to tell me that there's some people that not only are they gonna store a ton of treasures in the upper room, but their girlfriend is gonna be faster too. Man, there's some people that floodgates are literally gonna open when they get up there.
presented information. I understand the misconception of mortality by how life is short. But start now because this shortness is going to set the path for forever. Set my path for forever. Now everything that I do, I'm going for it. I have an eternal mindset now. Now every day, now that'll work gonna be a little bit harder. Cause I got a mission. I'm giving 120 percent every day because though that's what I'm putting in my storage room. And he gave 120 percent. I gotta add to it. Mm. I gotta add to it. I gotta add to it so that I'm living overflow, right? So that what was being stored in my storage unit is gonna be so full that it's gotta flow to out here while I'm still here. It's gotta flow. There's nowhere else for it to be put. Niggas don't want to think like that. Because you would have to admit to yourself how small you are. The niggas ain't outside. They ain't outside looking at the stars. They ain't outside looking at the moon and saying, bro, you know how many light years the moon is away from the earth? How big the moon is and how small I am? Yeah, man, the misconception of mortality. Once people start to face immortality, hopefully they'll stop waiting. Stop waiting to be the person that you think you can be. Do it now. 